Okay, Miss Straightforward, can you give us what we're going over tonight? Hey, y'all, the topic tonight will be the danger of tradition and religion. Um, some of the things we will touch base on it, um, it limits the power of God working through mankind. It deceives its participants and also vain worship. Um, first of all, what is tradition? It's the transmission of customs or beliefs from generation to generation or the fact of being passed on in this way. What is religion? The belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a person, God, or gods. A particular system of faith and worship. I guess my first question would be to y'all, just y'all perspective on, do y'all think because of tradition, it sometimes affects people from really knowing or even want to uh, say what the truth is, or it's difficult for some to take accountability or acknowledge what the truth is? When, like, sometimes, you know, tradition is like something they've been taught, and once they've been taught that, it's like they're stuck on that. So it's hard sometimes for people to, you know, say the truth or even know what the truth is because they're stuck in that tradition or stuck in or um, sometimes we say their ways um, of what they've been taught or their ways of learning and sometimes um, what they've been taught is not necessarily always correct what y'all think so the question again was do y'all think because of tradition it sometimes affects people from really knowing or even want to say what the truth is, um, biblically, um, in real life, reality. What y'all think? Now, with you, on, I'm kind of with you on that, um, uh, straightforward. With tradition, I think with, basically, like, with churches, families, with tradition. Yeah, because... When a person, it, it, yes, when a person realizes... And it might be a generation or generation, you know, on from what generation it started tradition that'll realize, you know what, this tradition is not for me. That's one thing I realize people don't understand about tradition and families and generations or whatever. People have their own mind. So when a mind is set, it's like, okay, this tradition is not for me. I don't feel comfortable doing this tradition or I, this tradition, you know, they might be afraid to say something or break it because it's so tradition. And how we look upon on tradition. That kind of goes back in some of the Bible uh, verses uh, DJ Keeping It Real with Sherry. Uh, you know, you want to speak on those? Well, I, before I say that, I, I want to say, <laughs> I want to talk about you as far as you saying uh, being in that, being that way and not wanting to change. Or And when you said that, I immediately thought about um, how it really takes the word of God. Don't get me wrong, our environment and things that we encounter play a very strong role in our belief system. Mm -hmm. When we go back to um, talking about the word of God and to answer straightforward question uh, about does it, you know, when I, well, tell me that again. Do does, you think because of tradition it sometimes affects people from really knowing or even want to say what the truth is? It can be biblically, uh, reality, you know, well, any way you want to. Absolutely. Now, I look at it, now when I look at it from this perspective as far as to say the leaders, I think um, in a case where, for example, you're leading people and people look up to you, um, and we're all leaders to a degree and capacity in our lives, but, um, from a, 
quote unquote church perspective or an assembly and you have a leader um once the leader realizes i think it it can become hard if a person is i'm talking about the leader now if if the person becomes prideful and maybe they've done something so long maybe they were even taught to do it and when they get a revelation that wow i've really been doing this wrong all these years um for them the challenge many times is more or less hmm the pride that won't let them change because you know my buddies my buddies in ministry are are my clique you know they but and then this is where i see a greater danger coming the when i say the greater danger coming is okay if that leader refuses to change because he feels like okay listen i got this revelation but hey guess what things are going okay with the way we've been doing it even though i found out that it ain't quite right but it's been all right and you know so why should i disrupt that and sometimes they'll use a religious thing well i just pray for the people and let god open their eyes well part of that opening of the eyes god wants to use you uh so if you refuse to say you know what it's time to change well guess what happens if you don't change you continue to carry them in that same role of tradition mm-hmm. that you know ain't right so in other words it becomes a danger because right. because you ain't letting them know uh, and, and in some cases people don't know but in the cases where you know and you're not letting them know well yeah you're endangering the flock you're endangering those that have been entrusted into your care and when that happens you know accountability always comes but that's a danger not only that well well look at the people that you share the information with well guess what if they're taking that for 100% truth because we know a lot of times people don't read the Bible we just keep it real right but if those people that you're telling that to and you you keep passing down this tradition that you know is not beneficial or even wrong or not being effective because something can not be classified as wrong but then it can still be classified as not being effective right i'll give you an example but guess what happens those people that you're teaching they're going to teach that and that thing is just going to keep repeating itself and going down to the next generation going down right. uh, you know let blind me give you the blind and soon they'll be in the ditch everybody in the ditch right <laughs> Yo, let me give you this quick example um for example, and, and I, this is always this is always a big one for me, um, where, for example, we have an altar call, or you know, in some cases they say the doors of the church are open. This is when they have the altar call and they ask people to come, whether it's to give their life to Christ, whether it's, uh, you know, people who are out of fellowship that want to be back in fellowship or, or need prayer, but maybe for to stand in the gap for someone, or maybe need prayer for themselves or whatever the case may be. This is a good example. I'm giving you an example of what i would consider a tradition a tradition okay for example the altar call is taking place and you announce it you say everybody needs prayer come on up now sometime when nobody don't come the preacher will say well you know everybody in here not one person in here don't need prayer which that's true but you can't use it as a um, I don't know, battering ram to say, okay, why nobody ain't coming, right? But, you know, but because believe it or not. So you're saying basically forcing them to come up when they want to come up. Yeah, basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- because they, they hear that and then they feel guilty. Yeah. And then they, that mindset, well, everybody do need prayer. Mm-hmm. But what about if God answered you and you got your answer, got your deliverance while the word was going forth, mm-hmm. while the praise was going on. Yeah, because that happens if you really in the house with a fire, right? Yeah. But finishing this example, you, the people come up for prayer. 
Now we're going to, I'm going to take number five. I just looked at my, my hand, five, five people come up. Now this is what one person came for salvation. Never been born again. Another person came because they wanted the pastor or the preacher to pray for their mother. The third person came up there wanting prayer for a sickness that they were dealing with. And the fourth person might have came up there because they won't, don't know if they're really saved, but they accepted Christ and they're out of fellowship and so forth. Then you have a fifth person that may have came up there for you to stand in agreement with them when they're believing God for something else or whatever. Okay. Now, this is a picture of the example. Now, I just gave pre-qualified those five people that came to the altar to receive prayer. But I have seen to where that those five people would come and the minister would pray a general prayer over all five people, mm. not asking them what they came for. Not individually. Okay. Right. In other words, everybody in the same prayer with different ones. And it sounds good. In other words, it, it sounds almost like, you know, I don't want to, you know, you want to tell you that sound? Rehearsed. No, but it, it's like, you know, so you, you say things that, that, huh? Well, you say things like, Lord, put your arms around them. Now, think about somebody now coming out of the world, been in the world all their life, been out there like I was. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to them? Yeah. Where are you going to take them back to the Bible and show them anything about God putting his arms around people? Now, you may be able to do it, but you got, in other words, you say religious sayings and, and, and it sounds good oh, to people that's been in church, but then you finish the whole prayer. Lord, you put your arms around them, Lord, and we just a few of your handmade servants and all, you know, going through the list. And at the end, oh, we thank you, Lord. Uh, watch over them, Lord. In Jesus name. Amen. Yeah. Now, in my opinion, my perspective in that matter, that was a good picture of tradition. And also, I don't consider that ministry. Why? Not one of those persons need got met maybe one by by you you shouted out the maybe one but what about the one that came to get saved they came to get their mother prayed for you didn't address it personally and i know there are some with some wait a minute now we ain't got all day we ain't got all day up in here we got well see that's why you build the team that's why you have other ministers and people that can assist you in those areas hmm. okay you go with um optimistic she's gonna um those that as for salvation, go with optimistic. Those that were out of fellowship want to, you know, get back into fellowship, go with straightforward. In other words, you're part of the ministry team and you begin to minister. And, you know, that's that's how, you know, it's supposed to work now. Right. right? I mean, but well, you you know, and it don't necessarily always just have to be, quote unquote, the preachers. Now, don't, they absolutely should be able to now. But guess what? It does not necessarily just have to be. the You, you as a believer. You ought to be able to lead somebody to Christ if you've been, you know, I'm not talking about a new believer, immature, but if, I'll just say this. If you've been born again for, for I'm gonna, I, you know, I don't know if I should put a number on it, but I'm a, I am. I'm going to say five years. You should be able to lead somebody else to Christ if they come to you and say, man, you know what? I want to be saved. You problem. should be able to lead them to Christ yeah. without telling them, Ouch. well, I, I, I want, you need to go by the pastor's house. <laughs> you should be able to lead them to Christ. Y'all agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, that there should be some type of growth and depth in it um, versus just the tradition or, and it, it sounds like tradition is sort of like cliche. It's something just overused and you hear it all the time. But do we, do we see how dangerous that really could be? Yeah. 
it goes, I mean, that's that, dangerous. Saying, yeah, because you get you get stuck in that. Yeah, it's dangerous when you realize it. But if you still sitting in it and not realizing it, it's hey, this is how it been done. Now you said something then. Yeah. When you don't really, if right. you hadn't realized it, it like okay. I, yeah, like I was saying earlier, once you, it, it can be a young generation that come up with it. You know, a tradition been going on so long in the family, and it be like, you know what, y'all, we always done this, and I don't see the purpose of this. Why we do this? Cause I was so and so did this, so and so do this, and then the older generation be like, what you doing? Girl, don't say that. This what we been doing. This what we were talking about. Blah, blah blah. You see what I'm saying? It's like if they don't even want to recognize it, and it can be somebody younger than them, and they say something, they be like, this what we been doing. This what we gonna continue to do. Blah blah blah. It's like I don't know. It's like they. No, but they don't know. Then it go back to what I was saying. You'll never have no uh, body. I mean, no accountability or uh, knowledge or anything because you're stuck in it. Like right. how you gonna be able to take knowledge when, like, you want to stay in it? Okay. What if it's 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 a a now let, let me let me put this out there first. Okay. Not that all thing. tradition is bad, so I want to say that not all tradition right. is bad. Not you know, you have family is. traditions and certain traditions like that. We're talking about those traditions that interrupt or interfere. Uh, when it comes to you being on the straight and narrow, right? Right. So let me give you a question. Just say God has given you a revelation on a particular uh, um, ritual or tradition that has been taking place, and God shows you. Now, you used to be a part of it, are you, right? And God begins to reveal to you that you were in error. Mm. But you you have good friends or someone that's still caught up in it. How, how Do you approach them? Well, of course, do you approach them? Do you leave it alone? Or what, what would you do? What would y'all do? I'll approach them. Because, I mean, if, if they're my friend and if I'm going down that right path, like you said, if it's the right way, if I'm going down the right path, I'm not going to, like, see my friend not going down the right path, not even acknowledge or even tell them. If they don't want to do it, that's on them, but I will approach them. Well, you know when you do that, sometimes there's there's conflict. Yeah. But, I, like, me being the person I am, I would. You know, a lot of people think. Like you said, if it's in the right way, then, I mean, that's on you if you don't, you know, follow that or, you know. Yeah, I, I have go to that way. and actually, like you said, God is showing me what it is. Yeah, if it's the right way. Yeah, he's showing me what it is, but, and then I'm like, okay, God, I see what you're telling me. Once I realize exactly what he's telling me, and I'm like, okay, am I to talk to this person or these people that are doing it also? Should I let them know? You know, I have to have some kind of conversation. All right, you can pray God. and ask God right. now, now, you know what? to say. That's a good answer. Some, like you said, sometimes it's called conflict, so I don't know if God's just showing me this and let me know, okay, what you're doing, That's this good. is not right. Maybe That's you need good. to leave that situation and go somewhere else. Or, you know, so I just have to pray about it and ask for yeah. the right direction. Where are you taking me with this guy? You showed me what you wanted me to see that was wrong. So let me know. Do you want me to Kill tell me. your people this that I'm hanging my social way, associating myself with? Or are you asking me That's to leave one. that situation, showing me everybody that I'm with and my circle is around is not who I'm supposed to be with? Well, you know what? I, I optimistic I, I love that answer you know why because it's it, not that i overlooked anything but that's a good answer because when you know the bible tells us to acknowledge him in all of our ways and he'll direct our path so you first say hey i'm going to god and ask god what direction should i take right. is this has this been revealed to me for me to to tell them or just to pray for them or whatever the, what you know and and when you said that i thought about something that happened to me man what's 10 11 12 years it's been many it's a long time ago right Years ago, um, and I, um, actually at the time I was a part of a quote unquote word ministry, did a lot of teaching, you know, rooting in the word, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I've always a firm believer that rooting does teach a person, but now I was in a trans, when I say a transitional stage, um, 
I went to another ministry. I visited the ministry and God spoke to me while I was there. You know, I'm going to go into depth. But he told me, he says, this is the Holy Spirit. And he says, connect yourself to this ministry. Now, when I first heard that, because the setting was, to be honest with you, it was a Baptist church. I was coming from a word, non-denominational church. Mm-hmm. My season was up there. I know it was up. Drawing to a close. I was visiting. Um, it was literally, it was just totally honest, it, it was my wife's church. I was visiting. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was visiting. Now, let's check this out. I was there, and the Holy Spirit told me, he says, connect yourself with this ministry. When I first heard that, I knew the voice of God. I started rebuking the devil. I said, the devil is a liar. My boy didn't want to be tied to no Baptist church. No, no, no. I, I was about to say, so you no, what, well, think about this now. So think got, about oh, what you said now. It's I, a I, I grew up in a Baptist church. Right. Right? I had that experience. You know, I grew up and I wasn't saved. I didn't get saved until I was about, what, 28, 29, 30 something. Late 20s. Anyway, so at that time, you know, I had done got saved got filled with the holy ghost uh you know and experienced some high level things of god in god right okay well, and it was like man yeah. you telling me to go backwards right. you know what i'm saying so so when he said that i'm like nah i rebuke devil in the name of jesus you know and i you know i kind of dealt with that thing and, and i knew it was the voice of god and god spoke to me again and finally i obeyed now then God began, over time, he began to show me why he told me to connect there. So that's what took me back to what you said, optimistic, when you said, hey, you know, I got to pray and ask God, okay, God, what is it? You know, when I stop rebuking the devil, and I don't know how you can rebuke the voice of God, but, I, you know, but I was thinking in the natural, you know. But then when I finally got the revelation, I, long story short, God wanted me to connect there because he had me on assignment there. So... You know, so that that's I, hey, I follow with you. You you got to know, okay, what does God say? Because sometimes we can even get in this type right. of a tradition to where, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something called, but see, that's a even though what, how can I say this? Even though what you're getting ready to share, what God revealed to you is truth true. and right, you still have to consult with God. What do I do with this information that's just been revealed to me? That's how we should approach it. Mm-hmm. Now, some people take the approach that. Well, God showed me, yeah, I'm going to put them on front street. I'm going to, my job is to call, no, if God didn't, God got to tell you what to do next. And sometimes people don't wait for that and they build a tradition in and of itself of that. When you see a lot of people that are renegades and they feel as if I have been called to go into houses of God and just straighten out people that I see wrong. And I mean, there are literally people that go from church to church and they'll see something wrong and they feel like they're called to stand up. They're out of order even when they do that. So you can fall in. It's a lot of type of traditions that you can fall in, but that's what I thought of when you said that. Um, um, optimistic. That's what I thought of. Yeah, because there's the right place and the right time for everything. That's, that's right. Time the season for all. That's right. That listen at the listen at the. But just the truth. It's the truth. Mama cooking on that. Well, you know, you you know. Um, in the I think it's Matthew. The Matthew where it talks about how the tradition of men has made God's word of none effect. Um, now that is, to me, that is a powerful scripture because a lot of time we think of God and we know the Bible. He's, uh, he's omnipotent, meaning he's all power. If God was all power and he is all powerful, one may think how is in the world, is it that the tradition of men can make God's word of none effect? Mm. 
God's word in our lives has the, the power to the degree that we give it as far as agreeing with it and walking in it. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, he told, who was it, Bitter Art? <laughs> Noah the Bitter Art. Noah had to agree with that. Or if we'd have been reading about somebody else building it. But, you know, you ha we have to agree with him. Um, you know, so... The dangers of tradition and religion are, you know, even even re uh, religious traditions. Um, have y'all ever encountered any of that to to the degree that it kind of threw you off track? Or you have? Are you are you question? Are you had a question in your mind about something? Thinking about no, no, I don't think so. But I'm sure something might pop up. I don't think so. Well, I'm sure you have, DJ. I think I, I think I, you got. Well, she's trying to be funny tonight. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I have had some encounters. Um, I had an encounter. Um, I told you one about the table, so y'all already heard that anyway. Y'all don't hear that. But um, think think about. I wanted I wanted to share real quick. Um. In Matthew 15, um, let me let me get there real quick because I wanted to share this um, in Matthew 15. I guess I'll I'm, a, I'm just gonna start at verse one. I want to share this. Uh, then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, "Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread." <laughs> Why? I'm laughing because, you know, um, and, it's, and, and Jesus, let me let me put this out there. Jesus was not saying he don't want you to wash your hands before you eat. That ain't the point <laughs> of it. You know what I'm saying? Because you know a lot of people looking at yeah. that me what they begin to think. Because at first, when I first read, I was like, oh, what? So we really been doing this whole tradition? We ain't got to wash our hands. See what well, what he do? He he draw a comparison to. In right. other words, let me show you what should take top priority. Right, yeah. but he says, "Okay, and such things not um, um, eating without washing hands." Uh, verse four says, "For God." <clears throat> well, let me back up. I think I verse three. But he answered and said unto them, "Why do you transfer the commandment of God by your traditions?" Yeah. Now, two things here that he he, he jumped out. The first, the scribes and of course the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, "Hey, you're not keeping in step with the tradition of the elders." Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that tradition then was, hey, you wash your hands now before you go eat. And there ain't nothing wrong with washing your hands before you eat, right? But he was drawing emphasis on this. Then he then he shared with them. He says, listen, um, why do you also transgress the commandments of God with your tradition? Now he's going to tell them what their tradition is. For God commanded, saying, honor thy father and thy mother. And he that curses father or mother, let him die the death. But you say, whosoever shall, see, they change it now. Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mayest be profited by me. And honor not his father and his mother, he shall be free. Thus, have you made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Notice what it says. You have made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. There, that was law, and you know, I kind of dug into that when it talked about man, that's really good, really good when it talks about how 
the the child, the children. Man, well, you know what? Children need to hear this today. I need to get that on th that message. You know, you, you, we were talking about as far as if the the parents were in a distressful situation mm -hmm. and the child was able to deliver them or, or render aid to them financially and also, you know, food and other things where they can render aid to them and they're able to do it. But the child turns and say, let's use this example. Well, the money that you asked me for that I was going to give you to help you, I paid it in church. Or, uh, you know, what you read there in the Bible, something he, somebody, they gave it in the temple. Uh, and, but the child will be lying. The child was lying, right? But according to the scribes and the Pharisees, because they switched it and changed it, they gave the kid, the children a pass. Mm. I think more children need to see that, uh, because some children, and I, I, and I'll be honest with you. Sometimes we don't even raise our children that way. Um, but it's, it's something called reciprocity. In other words, the least the child could do when you get older, and you've taken care of them. You've did, um, uh, uh, you know, all you can do for the child and the parent gets in a situation where, you know, they can't do everything. I think it's only reasonable that the child or the children should step in and, 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 and help. That's true. So true. I mean, I really, I, I mean, you know, that's, um, but a lot of times, you know, children are not taught that way. But then, so you got some kids that are taught that way. Still don't do it. Well, do yeah, but see, you're right. But the excuse can't be uh, because you didn't teach them, they didn't do it. You know, uh, don't. In other words, it won't be on you if you taught them and they didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? As you, as the mother or the parent taught them and shared this with them, and they know it to be true, and they don't hold up. For it. well, guess what? It ain't gonna be on the parent then. I understand what you're saying. Um, and then I, I just feel like if we you know your parent, whichever it may be, your father and your mother, or just your mother, or just your father, then everything they can be, you ain't gotta be right. taught to right. do it. You, you don't even have do to be taught to them because yeah. you're gonna be like, okay, mama, I saw my mama. You sit Go down, mama. I got you now because you I'm had gonna me. I'm gonna take care of you when you're yeah. older. Yeah. It's like, okay. It should be automatic. Right. Automatic, right. Well, I, I think. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe I was just going to say maybe in situations to where, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe just a thought. I'm saying. I, I think sometimes when you if you spoil children, it comes back to haunt you. Not saying. I believe that too. You, I really believe. You that. know, not saying that all children that fall into that category of not assisting their parents will spoil. But what I'm saying in situations to where. They feel um, like they're not entitled to everything. You know, like, I ain't got to do that or... I ain't been doing yeah, it. Yeah, you just... I'm not even been doing it, but I don't, I don't feel like, like I need to do it. Or I don't have to do it. If I, I don't want to do it because I don't feel like it. When you spoil a child, they're going to have that whole attitude as if, like, I'm entitled to whatever I say or whatever, however I feel. If I don't feel like I got to do it, I ain't finna do it. Well, see, when you... When, and when you spoil them when they're young like that when they get older and they're almost to the point where okay now you're able to kind of stand up and you should be kind of taking some responsibility what begins to happen then is because you done built such a comfort zone for them now they expect that to happen even though they may already have their own job or they but you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and then there comes you know hey so we have we you know yeah we have to kind of look at that but um um there there is a danger um and even uh, you can be saved and be in a in, in a tradition or uh, traditional or uh, what religious tradition, 
Uh, we even have accounts of it in the Bible with the apostles. The, I'm talking about the, the apostle uh, Peter, the one that walked on water, the one who denied Jesus, but then Jesus met him on the shore and told him, you know, feed my lamp. That, that Peter right there. During that time, it was, they didn't really associate with Gentiles, right? And they thought to a large degree that this gospel, this power of God was only for the Jews or even to the degree that it, see, they wouldn't, they wouldn't even as Jewish men, they wouldn't even go into the house of a Gentile going to his roof. But what had happened with Peter was if you go and, you know, the, the story about Cornelius was a Gentile man, but God revealed to him through a vision to call for Peter. And at the same time, he, uh, he revealed to, he revealed to, to, um, Cornelius long story short, Peter had to have a paradigm shift in his mind and let him know, Hey, this ain't just for you, you know, but Hey, listen, listen, you are tuned in to perspective matters. DJ keeping it real straightforward, optimistic in the house. Hey, listen, 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 we're going to take a so realize it and, and, you know, say, okay, this is something that's been taught and it, it may help. It's, probably not right and I'm, I'm about to get out of it is it possible to do so your thoughts yeah it, it, it's it's possible to get out of it but i will say this uh you know anytime you're moving forward in the things of god or any type of opposition uh that you a challenge you have to make in a challenge situation opposition coming because you know that's the enemy's job so it can be done but one of the things you have to take accountability is okay this is gonna better me in my walk with Christ mm. or take me in a better direction. You have to make up in your mind. Okay. Okay. God is saying this. He's telling me to do this. I know the truth on this. You got to come to grips with reality that you may face some opposition when you make that choice or that decision. You had, you had, you have to get to the point to where, okay, I know that, uh, you know, somebody going to come at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you talk, we talk about like if you're in a church setting or whatever, um, you're gonna have to take some. You just have to be really, you know. I even for for example, um, in 2001, um, when I tell you I was going to, uh, or I was a uh, uh, being, a, I was a part of a word ministry, a word church. We call what they call a word church. Um, um, I'm gonna tell you about this story real briefly. technical difficulties but we are back we're back listen <laughs> no let me tell you about this story real briefly um i remember when i was going to this 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 particular ministry and friends of mine would stop by you know what i'm saying uh you know everybody got a pookie in their hood so they I, pookie they don't know who pookie is pookie pookie in every hood in america right guy named pookie stopped by <laughs> he did but anyway he was we, you know we was talking um and he says, man, your granddaddy would turn over in his grave if he would know you was going out there, going over there to go to church, you know, and all kind of stuff like that. Now, now think about this, though. They telling me that, but they ain't even much in, they ain't going to nobody church. You know what I'm saying? But uh, just that kind of stuff like that, you may have to, you know, examine. I'm, I mean, you know, by me already knowing the truth, I know granddaddy ain't turned over nothing. What they mean granddaddy probably that? saying, glory to God, hallelujah. What they mean by that? Come on, because it was a non-dominant. Hmm. What kind of church was it? 
No, no, it was nothing. It was a, a non-denominational church, but it was in, it's in Hattiesburg, and actually, you know, the church I grew up in, a Baptist church, a Baptist church right, right down the street from me. Right That's now, it's I'm right saying. down the street from me they now. Were basically, saying that you should be in a Baptist church. At that well, moment. well, they wasn't saying. Well, they weren't necessarily saying I should be in a Baptist church, but their 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 saying was this. You going all the way to Hattiesburg. We know Hattiesburg, what, oh, about right, 25 right. miles from here? Mm-hmm. And you got three churches within a mile of you. You know what I'm saying? They was trying to make light of it. But to be honest with you, I knew those three churches from a spiritual standpoint couldn't help me, man. Mm-hmm. If I'd have went to one of them churches, I probably would find myself back in prison somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's strong. You know what I'm saying? Uh, That's saying a lot. Um, you know, but, hey, um... You know, everybody's role is not the same. So, you know, I'm not trying to make everybody else's role the same, but I'm telling you, man. Um, but then, you you know, you always got to acknowledge God and say, okay, God, what is it that you, remember I said you had me on assignment mm-hmm. in situations like where you, things are being revealed to you. God may tell you, I'm just an example. He may say, no, I need you to stay here because I need you to be praying for, he may even show you who I want you praying for them. Mm-hmm. And you stay right there on assignment. But now you got to understand something. When an assignment is up, guess what you, what you got to do? You got to leave. You got to leave. And I will say this because I've, I've seen it. Um, if you're in ministries where, for example, that uh, God is calling you to, to the prophetic, whether that's the office of the prophet or the prophetic, you know, being right. It's going to be hard to be groomed to be a prophet when you in the house where they ain't even got no prophets. Mm. And God is calling you to that. If it's an office, now it's the office of fivefold ministry. But even if he's just calling you and want to use you in that realm of the prophetic. But you sit in a ministry where, number one, if they don't even believe in prophets or they don't even believe in prophecy. Or if they do say they believe in it, but you never see it in operation. But this is where God is calling you to. There will come a season and a time if they don't come up to speed to where you are, God will readjust or position you so that you can be groomed. But when he shows you this stuff, the choice will be yours to make. It won't be, he's not going to force you to do it. You know, and that's where the free more, you know, us being free more agents come in at. Because if, 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 if he reveals this to you and shows you, he says, to reach your maximum potential in me and what I put you in the earth to do, I want you to maybe leave here and go here. And you know it's God talking to you. You know it's the voice of God. God ain't gonna force you. Then you left up with a choice to make. Do I obey God and grow in God to the fullest potential the way I've been praying to him and asking him? Or do I stay in this comfort zone because I really don't want to hear all the stuff that's gonna come along with me making this choice. Mm, so, do I go you know what I'm saying? God, do I stay in tradition? You know, that's 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 a choice you have to make. Um, and and don't and even in and let me add this too. Even in some word churches, they have tradition too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so you really, all I tell people, you have to have that personal relationship because you got to understand. Even in situations where God may tell you something's okay to do and go that way and tell me, no, the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. But it always has to do with, you know, your purpose, why he placed you here. You know what I'm saying? That's why, you know, 
that's why God never called us to be in copycat ministries. Don't don't get me wrong. There's ministries that be similar or whatever. But you when you find people trying to imitate other people, that's a copycat spirit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even I've seen it. So and I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to let y'all go. I remember in ministry as a young minister, um, I've seen so many young ministers instead of delivering the word of God the way God has given it to them. They try to act out in such a certain way so they'll please uh, the, the older preachers or those. And in, in other words, you follow what I'm saying? Um, I never forget this. I was ministering at this, this place. Um and this, you know, it wasn't my first sermon. It was real close there. It was around about the third one or fourth one or something like that. But, you know, I was called in and I ministered. And um, I know that I remember the sermon had something to do with David and the giant. Or who, what is your giant or something like that. Um, and as I ministered the word, it was good for other ministers came to me after the service was over. He says, yeah, man, that was a good message, man. But let me, I want to show you, I'm going to show you how to spice that thing up. You know, and I'm like, you know, wait I'm going to spice it up. And he gave me an example. You know, you you know, you got to, you got to put that, nah, you got to, you know, and now see his mind wasn't, his mind should have been focused, well, focused on the word that was shared. But he said that, you know, but you know what God had, you know, I'm just saying he didn't, that, he didn't use me that way that time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's not, that's not, that's a kind of, you know, an example. And, and you know what, go back to what we said earlier before the break. This is where the danger comes in at. When you have been lulled to sleep by that, well, guess what? When you get somebody up there teaching you the word and really explaining the word and they putting all the theatrics with it. You missing the word. Huh? You missing the word because you, you trying to listen to but the, the um, still waiting on that. But you know what they'll say? Yeah. They won't consider you preach. You didn't right. preach. Yeah, they, they okay, so that, that is the danger. Yeah. That's a good oh, example of the danger. That's a good example of the danger. You they, They'll take it as if you didn't say nothing. Okay, so I got a question about that. So when you say you have preachers like that and believers like that, that, okay, my mind, now it's preaching, you know, the humming and all that, blah, blah. So if they listen to the word, basically uh, somebody like you that's not doing a whole mind, they come to you like, well, you know what? You need to put it. That was good, but you need to do this. You you thinking, okay, is this preacher really called a preacher? He just want to do the whole nothing. Like, well, you know, you, I, you I, kinda I missed the whole message. You worried about me doing nothing. Well, right. I, well, I say it like this. I can't, I can't judge a man's salvation or his call, mm-hmm. but I can tell you this. Now you can always judge the fruit. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times the fruit have to re- reflect what the seed is. In other words, if a tree is planted and you don't know what it is, you don't know what type of tree it is. Right. You don't know nothing about trees. The first indication of what type of tree that will be, will be revealed to you when you see the fruit, mm-hmm. like an apple, man, that's an apple tree. Now I know that's an apple tree. You get it? Yeah. I so, so, um, I, I don't judge, can't judge your salvation or whatever from, from that standpoint, but over time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to see some fruit somewhere now. Right. Something gonna have like, to give. Okay. Cause that was like a, now I won't say red flag, but it got in your mind now. Like, okay, well, if that's how well, you notice then. What? But, but you know what though? But what helped me was a great help to me was I was kind of. Kind of, kind of mature. When we were always continually maturing, but I was kind of mature in the things of God. And but what happens? What happens when he comes to a young minister like that who may not be in the naturally so much mature right. or in spiritual things so much mature? They'll buy into that and say, "Okay, yeah, you know, you know, yeah. you get what I'm saying." So and that's, that's where okay. the danger lies, so that's right there. The tradition, you know, 
over you know what what was that 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 part in a, the scripture what it was about the blindness over the God oh, commandment. You no, know, you're talking about um if the blind lead the blind, they'll both fall off in in the ditch. Right. And how man-made tradition gets set up clear distraction between what's blinded, what's binded, and what is not binded. Say that again. Say that again. How man-made tradition sets up clear distinction between what is binded and what is not binded. Right. Right. It, 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 okay, because you know, you it's hit. like... <laughs> yeah, you missed me on that now. <laughs> It's like tradition, okay, like you said, if it was the the young pastor that, you know, that's probably not as strong and know, you know, what his full potential is at the moment, and an older pastor come to him and be like, yeah, you know, that's good, but you need to go this way and say this and say that. Mm -hmm. But like you said, God might have haven't called him to do that. Mm -hmm. So he listened to tradition. He binded it. Binded in that way instead of going in the right way that God wanted him to go. Right. He is absolutely bound. That's right. Now I get to, you gave the whole, listen, listen, look at straight. If y'all could see straight forward in the, video, <laughs> in, in the studio right now, um, you know, she throwing up her hands more than, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to see. He got a root beer over there. I'm still waiting on all Oh man. We, you look, y'all, y'all gotta remind me. You gotta remind me about them snacks. You need to drink. The most I got you. You want one? No, no, no. You want one? No, no, no. He said, nah. That was not on our list. Nah. Anyway, Back to this. Listen. Oh. Well, yeah, this was an interesting um, topic, and it's very, very relatable, I think, my thoughts. It, it is, because I'm sure we have a lot of that going on now with tradition and religion. People can relate. People uh, can be stepped, toes can be stepped on off of this. So it's just like, okay, maybe some eyes are open. Like, oh, maybe this something got to do with me. Maybe I need to straighten up in some areas. Well, look, let me let me share this. We, one thing I've, I've learned, if we will open up and let the Holy Spirit in yeah. and don't quench the Holy Spirit, whether that's in our own personal lives, in our own homes, or in ministries where you, you know, oversee or whatever, if you will let the Holy Spirit come in and move freely, well, guess what will happen? As a result, a lot of things will begin to break up. Yes, you'll have some challenges, but the Holy Spirit will begin to break up a whole lot of things. I mean, it can do things that you won't have to put so much toil into doing. That's true. Uh, the, the, what was that? I'm trying to think of um, that. What what I said during the break. Um, what was that? Maybe it'll come back to me. Um, but yeah, it, it, it'll come back to me. Hmm. That's, um, what, what, what were you talking about anyway? You made me lose my train of thought. Yeah, DJ made me lose my train of thought because I was finna say something at the moment. And now I'm like, oh. But anyway, well, we were talking about the dangers of tradition and religion. And I want, did we even really speak up on how the vain, how vain worship, how it becomes vain worship by being in tradition and certain religions at certain times? So that, what that means, what basically saying like, because you're so deep into tradition, your worshiping becomes in vain mm. because you're um so used to just, um used to just the normal. That's okay. Then that that kind of goes back to what I was asking him about the whole the preacher, how he was he preached his first sermon, but he wasn't doing the whole and all that. 
So him saying, okay, that was a good message, but them put a little spice on and say, mm, my. that's man-made to be like, mm, my, and yeah. all that. So that's my whole thing. It's like the whole worship becomes in vain because you thinking about the whole, oh mm, my, and all that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. We were talking about, we were speaking on vain worship and how tradition can be so caught up, and you people can be so caught up Probably. in tradition and you know it's supposed to be worshiping God and your worship become in vain and that that made me think about uh well basically what I was trying to say about when you was talking about the preacher like saying the whole um I thing how most preachers do that's like a man-made thing that's not necessarily what God told you to do or how you're supposed to preach or what you're supposed to say so my thing is you so caught up in that does that mean your worship become in vain well I think when you're thinking about those those aspects of saying worship become in vain well that would apply to as far as the minister as well as the listener right. uh, when he talks about uh, I think that's still in Matthew where it says you have been teaching um, let me see I don't want to quote it but I do want to read it the reason I want to read it is because I think it clarifies it a little bit better um, gives a little bit better clarity on it when when I read that it may have this this example may have been uh, let me see okay here it is right here notice what it says here um I'm gonna read I'm in Matthew 15 8 uh, mm. 7 8 and 9 and it goes back to this is what you were speaking of optimistic ye hypocrites well did Isaiah prophesy of you saying this people draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So in other words, they're saying all the right things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. They're speaking the right things. So without discernment, you know, you really can't tell, right? Mm -hmm. But it says, they honor me, but their heart is far from me. Right. Then it says, but in vain, they do worship me. Now, it, it, it clarifies and lets you know, okay, why why is it that their, their worship was considered vain? This is why. He says, Teaching for doctrine, the commandment of men. Listen at that. Teaching for doctrine, the commandment of men. In other words, men coming up with their own doctrine mm. and teaching it as the ultimate authority. And that, it, it, you know, in other words, it causes a vain, a uh, worship to be vain. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because they have taken something and made it a uh, quote unquote law when it really is not one. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They teaching. Four doctrines. Now, remember what Jesus said. <clears throat> the doctrine that I teach is not mine, but the Father who sent me. Right. So, Jesus said, the things that you hear me teaching you, I'm not just teaching them on my own car, and I feel like you ought to hear them. I feel like that's good, but it's coming straight from the Father. Mm. So, what's representative, just like the Father was in Christ, and the, the Father was Christ, manifested in the person of Jesus Christ, but the Father on the inside of him, done the work so for us it's the holy spirit on the inside of us that should do the work mm -hmm. we should be speaking what the holy spirit and under the unction of the holy spirit when we share right. we really should be you know what i'm saying Not, and but here it says teaching for doctrines of commandment of men then it causes one to be in vain mm -hmm. for example example about the table i was um at a, at a ministry at a church now and i was it was a table behind me <laughs> And I didn't pay no attention to it. I kind of how you. I wasn't sitting on it or anything like that. But I was just kind of leaning against it. And one of the mothers of the church came up and said, 
Whoa, 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 get out, get out, get back, get back. I mean, I thought I, had, I didn't know what was going on. Thought you crushed them. somebody put a bomb in the church. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm like, huh? And she said, oh, no, you can't, you can't touch that table. And when I turned around and looked, then I realized it was the communion table okay. where they put the communion mm -hmm. articles on. Like he said, and we were taught. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, no, go ahead. Straight. No, Forward. we were taught not to touch that table and not knowing why. Why? Now, I'm finna ask you why now. Why? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm finna tell you. I ain't know why I ain't supposed to touch the table. I thought it was gonna get burnt. My hand, I thought it was like hot. And like you said, it's not what you put in your mouth. It was comes out of your mouth. But still, they like... Mm -hmm. That took a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I, 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 uh, 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 I'm asking... Uh, you, I ain't you know why. why. I don't know. Why? Growing up, I was like, ooh, don't touch that table. I'm going to burn my hand. Like you said, that, I guess that goes back to the question you asked us. Have we been taught anything in religion that was tradition? That was one of them. I just stepped on my own toe. I was supposed to touch that and, communion table. And y'all couldn't think of that then when I asked you. But that's what I said. <laughs> oh, I you said, did answer that? Yeah, I, I said, that's what I said. I said, I don't have anything now, but I'm sure something will come up and bam, there it is. It can, okay, look. Now, <laughs> now, now, don't get me wrong. We are to respect the house of God. In other words, you shouldn't be running up, jumping on the tables and running across the pews and all that. That's just, a, you know, a common courtesy of, of things you know not to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but you, you could almost give off for a child and they're taught that. Just like you guys say, hey, we didn't really know why. We just know that, man, you don't, don't touch that. What right? I, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. But this is what Jesus was trying to show them. What about this? Straightforward. What about this? What about you teaching a child and they see that, but they really don't know right. what communion really represents. Mm. So now they know not to touch the table because, man, you better not touch that. Mm. But when it talks about the, the, the articles that's on top of the table when it's time to take communion, they don't absolutely they don't know what it stands for. They don't know none of that. So they grew up with this tradition thinking, don't you touch that table. But when it comes to communion, they don't even know, they don't know nothing. See, that's a good example of tradition and how things can be ingrained into people in generations. So in their mind, the table was the gold and they didn't even know what they were putting in their mouth. Coming from the table was the gold. I thought we were getting a snack in the middle just eating crackers and drinking juice man you <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good you know back so, listen oh, until i had to realize we're drinking the blood and eating the bread what was it every fifth sunday yeah and then it was a specific sunday we yeah, did it every fifth sunday so you're told every fifth sunday you're getting a snack snack time <laughs> and, and you know what after church look after church when it's on left over we know <laughs> No, we so we, I mean, hot, and you want to take it serious because you after turning, we run into it and drink Good, it all up. Eating the rest of the crocker and eating the rest <laughs> of the juice. <laughs> drinking the rest of the juice. I'm not mocking anything. It's just funny because now we know. It was like, you know, after I grew up, I realized what it meant. But now thinking about it, it's like, wow, we really were just doing something because that's what we were taught. But at the end of it, we go have a feast on it. But yeah, we were young, but even as I got a little older, it was still like, I didn't know why not to touch the table. Well, listen. Well, I'm talking about the whole communion part. I ain't still don't understand the yeah, table. Yeah, even a little older then, I was maybe drinking well, ice, in, in, eating in, crackers and juice thought we were just getting a little snack on a certain <laughs> Sunday. No, I'm being real. Well, you, you know what I, I say in that situation? <laughs> in a situation to where, uh, when I was growing up, there was a, a older deacon in the church I grew up in. And he never took communion. Now, the reason he would not take communion was. He wouldn't live and see. Well, he, he felt that, well, there's, there's something in my heart that ain't right. So I ain't going to take it. Now, they get that from the scripture where it tells you 
if any man take unworthily, he bring damnation on himself. But you now, you got to understand what that meant because every day should be a time where we're keeping our heart checked, right? Right or wrong? Right. You know what I'm saying? We, in other words, we should always, um, we should always be checking ourselves yeah. for, you know, and, and this is where you took this scripture scripture from, uh, you know, the scriptures they read about communion, uh, in first Corinthians 11, um, part of that says, uh, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. See, that's where they missed that at right there. That the second part of that verse, which says not discerning the Lord's body, because he would always say, I'm not going to take it because I'm, 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 I'm unworthy. Now, if you don't accept it, Christ, you ain't in there on your own righteousness, no way. And as a matter of fact, we should always be examining our hearts to see if we in line, you know, our heart is pure before God, right? But we see here, he, he would say he wouldn't take the communion because he felt that he was unworthy. Maybe something in his heart wasn't right. You know, see that, that, so you know, that was a tradition. But it went trying to get the heart right and take it and, and get the heart clean. And, and this guy, you know, he would never take the communion. I mean, not knowing, I don't know if he ever took it. I, you know, maybe yeah. he had or something, but I can remember the time. Now, this was a kid, so you know how many years ago this has been. Right. Um, he would not take it because he felt that he was unworthy. But see, mm. now that we gain greater revelation, we understand what that really means is not discerning the Lord's body, meaning understanding what it represents. Like straightforward said, the cup, the wine, or the juice represents the blood of Christ. And, of course, the, the bread represents his torn flesh. You know, that's what it really means to discern what that represents. So, so you know. So, you're saying, basically, it shouldn't be taken until you know what it means. Right. So Because if you read the rest of that, it goes on to tell us that um, he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, meaning you're not able to discern the Lord's body eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Sleep there ain't talking about they're going to wake up in the morning. Sleep there talking about 4.30. <laughs> no, but in other words, um, notice what it says. It goes on to give us clarity. To, to, for if, Verse 31, for if we judge... If we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we're chasing up the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. So what it's basically saying is there is a self-check that should always or evaluation always go on, on with we're us in right. our hearts. You know what I'm saying? And the Holy Spirit will do that. Holy Spirit will convict you when you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? If you're really his child, the Holy Spirit has to convict you or the Holy Spirit will not be doing his job. I don't care who you are. You can be the bishop of the third refrigerator of the ninth Episcopal yeah. Ecclesiastic men in white. If you miss God and you, the Holy Spirit will convict you. You never grow beyond conviction of the Holy Spirit. I don't care if you apostle. I don't care who you are. Now, the problem comes is when you ain't no conviction, you're doing stuff and there ain't nothing about, ain't no kind of conviction, nothing in you telling you Explain to. Explain conviction to some that may not know what you mean. What okay. Yourself... For example, I do something wrong out of anger. And the name's not good. I do something wrong out of anger. And I had conflict with another person. The Holy Spirit come to me and tell me, you need to go ask for forgiveness. Flesh may not want to do it because in the nutshell of the thing, you may be seeing yourself as, well, I was right with what I was trying to get across, right? Mm -hmm. 
but how you handle it and you want to step further and dubbed into a sinful area and the Holy Spirit keep coming to you say you need to go get them right or have you ever been praying or getting ready to pray and God brings somebody to your mind you know, you got to evaluate, okay, God, why are you bringing to my mind? Either it's to pray for him or it's to see, you know what I'm saying? That's why the brother, that's why he talked about prayer in Mark 11. Uh, if you have all against any, forgive that your father, which is in heaven, may forgive you of your trespasses. For if you do not give men, forgive men of their trespasses, your father, which is in heaven, will not forgive you of your trespasses. So when you stand praying, see, a lot of time when we get ready to pray or we're in a, um, uh, a mode of praise, Man, the Holy Spirit begin to deal with you, man. You know, that's why I think, and I know we're not talking about worship and praise on tonight, but it's hard. Think about this for a minute. After Do you think it's hard for you to lift your hands? You ever been in, in, in church and, and you're really lifting your hands and you're praising God? It's hard to really engage in that, that praise or that worship unless you decide to get naked. Not When I say naked, I'm talking about. Let it go. Let open it, your heart. Right, before God. That's when that, you, you get where I'm coming from? That's when it seems as if there's unhindered praise and worship before God. And a lot of times what happened, God began to reveal to you why you got those hands lifted and you're trying to engage in worship. He's bringing all these things to your mind. Mm -hmm. I ain't talking about distraction. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit yes. dealing with you. Yes. And he, he and what he is telling you is, you get this right. Get, yes. And see, that's where, you I know, we, yes. got, we, we should want true praise. Mm -hmm. And all, I mean, I've been there. I can't speak for y'all, but. I think a good portion of people have been there yeah. to where you want to praise God, you want, but God says, hey, wait a minute, I'm, I'm trying to get some things straight. You need to get oh. some things straight. You can't really cry out to me unless you get some things straight because that's why it says everything we need is in the presence of God. Now, a lot of people look at that as what we need is when we want something. No. Mm. If we need deliverance, it's in the presence of God. Mm. If we need whatever it is, when we get in the presence of God, that's why it's so important for the presence of God to be present when we assemble. Not just going through the motions. Mm. And I'm going to add this last thing. You want another example about tradition. I'm going to throw this in there and we're getting ready to close. If no, we got no, any callers, okay. if we got any callers, y'all can go ahead and call that number whenever you want to. But we're getting ready to shut it down. But Gee. you still have that opportunity. Let me give you this example about. Now, think about this, y'all. I'm going to ask y'all. When we pray, there's a couple of ways we can come in agreement in prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, in other words, me and Optimistic Straightforward could be agreeing on a matter and we come together and we agree on it. Now, of course, even though when we agree, we got to be believing for the exact same thing in that situation. Right. That's an agreement. So we come in agreement in prayer. Then there are times when, hey, I need somebody to pray for me mm. and believe with me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or so I always look at prayer as a declaration. Of course, it's a petition put before God. Right. And when I was growing up. And the deacons would be the three chairs and they'd be out in front of the church and they'd be praying. You know it's tradition and religion when you saying the deacon prayer why he's saying it because you already know what we're going to say. That what you were saying when you were little. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm giving you an indication. Now, you know that's tradition. If the children done learned the prayer. We used to do that. Oh, my goodness. See, the children already learned the prayer. They already know the prayer. They know it, and they know every little, every little. Now, they, okay, listen, listen. Now, let me show you something, though. Let me show you something. They already know, and... Think about this for a moment now. A lot of times we hear this, praying. Remember, if prayer is a declaration, if prayer is something that I can come in agreement with, think about this. When I, to me now, when I, when people are praying, I want to hear what they're saying before I say amen. 
that's because it. amen means so be I agree. Uh-huh. But when I was a child, I really never heard what they were praying to the fullest and full clarity. You know why? Because as the deacons were praying, the mothers of the church were humming and singing while they praying. Mm. Got you. So how can I say uh, amen to that? I really didn't hear the prayer. I heard the mothers humming on top of the prayer. I heard some and bits and pieces of the prayer, but I really ain't heard the whole prayer. But when he get through and say amen, everybody in the church say yeah, amen. I ain't heard nothing. Don't know the man done spoke a curse over you. You're right. That's me too. That's tradition. Day. That's an example of tradition. Yeah. But hey, look, the, the line's open. Hey, this is DJ keeping it real. You are tuned in to Perspective Matters. Hey, your perspective matters. Let me hear from you. Let me hear from you. Mm-hmm. He's gonna step on somebody's toes. He wanna hear from y'all now. Ouch. No, I ain't stepping on no toes. My toes got stepped on. Hey, my my my. Tonight. Hey, don't no. think my toes. Don't think my toes ain't never been stepped on. I stepped my own at communion. Matter of fact, you know. I mean, I think everybody's toes should be stepped on if right. you continue to be growing. If your toes ain't stepped on, something ain't right. If them well, toes free from bleeding, well, you then got you know. Yeah, you babe. <laughs> yeah. You got yeah yeah yeah. And shrink them toes and put them out there because they need to be a ouch. Ouch. One eight 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 five nine eight five nine eight zero three zero three six nine six nine. That is the call in number. That's it. <laughs> yes. Hey, y'all got any 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 last words? What, what you got uh, straightforward? You saying something over there. I don't know, but I think this topic is very, like we were saying, it's broad. It can go on and on and on. But yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's an in-depth topic. You could really go in-depth on it, but just try, trying to scratch the surface of things. And I, I, I will encourage people, no matter where you are, I will encourage people, no matter, when I say where you are, I'm talking about in your relationship with the Lord and your walk with God, uh, Jesus Christ being your Lord and your Savior, no matter where you are, your situation always seek to please the father and be in his will you know what i'm saying even if you may be listening to me now you may you may say man i see myself in this exact type yeah. of situation well listen I, i'm not here to discourage you i'm here to tell you you have the same holy spirit on the inside of you that where you can pray you can seek god and ask god to guide and direct and ask god questions you know when i was growing up i used to hear another popular thing don't you question god Listen, why in the world would you not ask, so ask the about- one who always, who got all the answers? I mean, he says, come, you have not because you, so why would I be afraid to ask God? Now, if you're saying from the standpoint of not questioning God, what he tells you to do something, man, listen, there's so much in the Bible there, but listen, you know, they kind of, kind of gave that to us the wrong way. They had you almost scared to talk to God. Right, yes. that's what I say now. You, you know what I'm saying? God, it was God fear. Like you telling me, that's how I treat my child all the time. You talk to God like you talk to your mom, baby. He listens. That's and good. Because if you if you scare people like that, they'll feel like only certain people qualified to talk to right. God. They they got to go talk to God on my behalf. That's so true. Like, like I'm not worried that person you talk. That person you talking to might not. Mm. Might won't hit the ceiling. So, you know, so it's good to know, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with getting people to pray with and for you. That's not what we're getting at. But we're saying that we don't want you to the point in so much fear to where you are, you are as a believer, are afraid to go before God. Yourself. Yourself. 
like I like I said before, this was interesting. Um, it got me thinking, know some things myself. So, stepped on my toes. Uh, DJ, keep it real. Thank you. Enjoyed this topic tonight. Um, yeah, it was interesting and very relatable. Very relatable. Yep. Hey, listen, that's DJ. I'm I'm out of here, man. Catch us next Monday. Tell them to catch us when. Next Whenever. Monday. Catch us next Monday. You know, if y'all want to come in and talk to us, let us know what topic you want us to talk on and reach on and speak on. Now that's good. That's good. On. Give us a call. Let us know. Matter of fact, Get up that that's good. And let us or know. you can um um DJ keeping it real um his Facebook uh what's your name on um Facebook DJ keeping it real to um uh, Apostle G Irvin. Apostle G Irvin, hit him up. Where you can also follow that link to click on to go listen if you missed tonight live. If it was if it was recorded. <coughs> well, it, yeah, you know if they missed tonight live, they can catch it on Spotify and other platforms. Okay. If it was yeah. recorded, right? Of course, you want to catch us live in the studio. It's <laughs> Mondays. Mondays. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is Perspective Matters. Guess what? Your perspective does matter. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. You want us to talk about something? Hit us up. You can, we look, we're going to give you an email address to the radio station. Uh, wisdomradio at gmail.com. Wisdomradio2k at gmail.com. The number two, 2k. Wisdomradio2k at gmail.com. Share with us. If you want us to talk about a topic, you want to engage in a topic, let us know. Hey, listen. We out. Peace.